From Relay FM, this is The Pen Addict, episode 133. This week's episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by lynda.com. This is where you're going to find thousands of courses created by industry experts for a 10-day free trial. Visit lynda.com slash penaddict and Art Snacks, your monthly serving of the best art supplies. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by a specific type of geek, Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> I like that, and I hope I didn't ruin your intro too much because I decided I start, needed to start writing with pens and paper right when you're starting to do the intro, so I hope you didn't hear my chicken scratch going to town. Well, everybody needs to write with pens and paper sometimes. I heard that that was a thing that people like to enjoy. Yeah, so apparently pens and paper are still a thing. Uh-huh. Who knew? I, I mean, did you know that? I'd heard rumblings. I thought that would... There's, how many times have we died... Um, has the death of pen and paper happened since we've been recording this show? It's about it happens. Weekly. At, I was gonna say, wow, you're you're much more intense than me. I was gonna say at least once a year, it uh, pen and paper dies. But um, yeah, we we keep it going. We uh, we keep it alive, and all of the listeners keep it alive too because uh, our listeners are awesome. You bet they are the best listeners around. Yeah, that's how I know about these these links that we got. So, you know, I just wake up like 30 minutes before we started the show and I'm going through all my links and everything. And and what do I see? Like top, front and center of these new Starbucks field notes. So we need to we need to discuss this, Mike. So this actually popped up on the field notes page, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw somebody tweet about it, I think. Yeah. So the Starbucks Reserve Roastery Edition. So. Starbucks opened this big fancy uh, roastery and tasting room in Seattle um, because that's where they're founded. Mm -hmm. So apparently there is a Field Notes roastery edition. They're involved in this. Um, It is the big size, right? This is the uh, arts and sciences size book. Yeah. Not the the normal size book Mm -hmm. um, with the shelter wood covers. Yes, and well, I think it's the shelter wood covers. It's it is wood, right? It's birch. Yeah, yeah it's um, birch. The shelter wood was cherry, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, Field Notes is all in on the on the wooden covers, which for for something like this looks amazing, doesn't it? Yeah, they've got like this copper foil stamp on them as well. They've mm-hmm. got copper staples, and yeah, it's just beauty, a a, it, a real beauty. It is a real beauty, and um. It would be nice to just uh, drop like a little coffee stain um, from your mug right on the top of that cover. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a, a perfect match. And um, from the time I woke up to the time we started this podcast, I've already got someone pinging me that is going to try to hook us up. Yeah, I've I've had one or two. <laughs> <laughs> aren't, our, our, aren't our listeners the best? They are the best. <laughs> That's how cool is that? So yeah, I guess you can only get them in the uh, in the at that location, and um, you know I don't know if this is going to be a permanent edition. Does it even say? Uh, so yeah, I think you just have to get them there. They'll probably be like a, a permanently on site type of thing. And I'm just like I said, I'm just waking up and reading this now, so I think it's pretty neat. So uh, I think people will be all over it. Totally. So another neat thing happened while I was sleeping today, Mike. Did you see this? We got flossed. Yes, that's why I called you. A very, well, I called you a very specific type of nerd. I should have called you a very specific type of geek. Yes, yes. So apparently, uh, Mental Floss, which uh, a lot of people on the internet know, is a really good uh, magazine and uh, online site um, for uh, 
I guess, pimping out your brain, you know, making you think. They have lots of puzzles, lots of games, lots of facts, lots of things that people should be interested in. Um, It's a pretty big site and a pretty big deal. And all of a sudden, they come up with a post today, 15 podcasts for extremely specific kinds of nerds. And uh, who was in there at number two, Michael? These guys. These guys, two thumbs pointing at these guys right here, the pen addict. So that was cool. Um, that, that's, that's pretty awesome to see. And, um, man, we're, we're among some, uh, some good company here. I know some very popular ones. I know your favorite, uh, hello internet um, yes. is on there and my favorite song exploders on there. So anytime we're, uh, in the company of greatness like that, um, I I'm pretty happy. So this is cool. And, um, uh, yeah, so uh, that was that was very nice. Thank you, Mental Floss and Chris Higgins. I don't know Chris, but um, you're the I, man, Chris. I know you, you are the must man, be listening. Chris. What I like is that uh, Chris credited me with helping out with the pen addict, mm-hmm. which you I do. quite like. Mm. You know, the site mm. is our site now, which I, I like. Yes, that. I like that bit. Yes, it's mine now. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it, buddy. I'm taking over. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, cut off your login. Oh wait, you don't have one. So yeah, I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> we um speaking of addicts we are uh we're pretty good at creating addicts apparently because i got this email from matthew that uh, it came in last week and i wanted to read it last episode and i totally forgot so i ended up having to apologize to him and i said oh man i forgot to write forgot to uh, read it last week so i wanted to make sure to get it in this week because this is the kind of emails i love and you can tell someone's, you know, kind of been listening and kind of new to the the pen geek world and new to our podcast or new to our site and has kind of like really listened and, and taken in things. So I'm going to read this email from Matthew. He says, Dear Mike and Brad, I've been listening to the Pen Attic podcast for around two years, during which time I went back to episode one to catch everything you have done. First off, well done on keeping the content fresh, informative and fun. Well, that's awfully nice because that's a lie. Um, We're boring and unoriginal most of the time. At the start of listening, I owned one Mont Blanc, the large 149 fountain pen, which was an anniversary gift, but struggled to find excuses to use it. I also just used standard notepads from the office, and the only ink I owned was the black ink that came with the 149. Through indirect encouragement from your podcast, I began to find more and more reasons to use fountain pens, and now I have truly got the addiction having bought the following in the last 12 months. You ready, Michael? The the Twisby 580 and 580 Rose Gold. Uh, Faber-Castell Ondoro in Smoked Oak. Platinum 3776 in Chartres Blue. Ooh. A Delta Fountain Pen. A Caveco Sport. A Lamy Safari. A Leuchterm Brown with Blue Bland. I, blue Band. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blue Bland. Uh, he says, I never understood the moleskin craze. The paper is awful. Around 15 pots of ink. Is that what you call them in the UK? I don't know if Matthew's from the UK, but I'm, uh, pots of ink is a, yeah. definitely a very uh, European uh, term. 15 pots of ink from uh, Diamine G. Obal, including anniversary inks and Pelican, a range of colors from green to orange to black. And the reason for this email... Well apart to say thank you. Yesterday, I found myself in my favorite pen shop looking at the 90th anniversary Mont Blanc Le Grand fountain pen, which is in rose gold and thinking that it was normal to want to spend 400 pounds plus on a pen. I left the store 
with not only the pen, but a new Mont Blanc Royal Blue ink and Diamine Silver Fox 150 yes. Years Limited Edition ink. So th- this is the uh, <laughs> this is the appear to me from going uh, from zero to a hundred <laughs> like really zero, quick. <laughs> zero to four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> zero to four hundred. That's more like it. it. Says because of your show. Uh, I regularly plan my next purchases, which I hope will include a Franklin Kristoff and something from Edison Pens. I stagger to think how many other people have been affected by you guys in the same way. One aside is that I've often heard people on your show asking about proper pen shops in London. I can genuinely recommend The Pen Friend on the Strand, London, who stock a wide range of Mont Blanc, Sailor, Pelican, Visconti, etc. Oh my god, Matthew, I love you. So, you're, <laughs> that, there's your hookup, Michael. The Strand, <gasps> The Pen Friend. The pen friend, which that's a good name. The pen friend. I like that. So he says they have a very nice and knowledgeable staff. Um, He wraps it up saying, apologies for the length of email, but I just wanted you to have another example of the dangerous influence you have on people. I believe everyone has a pen addiction in them somewhere. As an example, my work colleagues always wrote with an office applied bic. Now, thanks to me and by extension, you guys, she is using a fountain pen and looking at different inks. Best regards and many thanks, Matthew. How cool is that? This is awesome. I'm happy to finally know that there is a place for me. Yeah. London. <laughs> so you're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to do a, a report from uh, whenever you get a chance to go to the pen friend. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to report back and, and see how it goes. So you've never had been to like any like dedicated shops there in London. I know you've mentioned Waterstones and had some, yeah, you know, has some is... stuff, but never like a really dedicated like real fountain pen shop there are places i can't remember the name of them i think i think there is actually a a, a very small chain called the pen shop um Mm -hmm. i think it's called the pen shop uh i'm just looking now finding uh googling yeah um yes the pen shop but the problem here is that you're paying uk prices like yeah and and they're also overpriced yeah Right, so, they're definitely full retail, like yeah, straight up full retail. And so, I'm paying in sterling as opposed to paying in dollars. Right. And you know, so obviously, sometimes you take a risk with the, the customs, but some of these, some I've been to some places like these where that you really do pay like through the nose on, on some of these things. Like I'm looking at the pen shops website, uh, and a Pelican M600 is like two hundred and fifty pounds, so it's like mm-hmm. approaching like four hundred dollars. Which yeah. that's not how much they are, you know. So mm. it's like, well, of course they are that much if you're paying in sterling, but typically yes. I don't, uh, and I'm happy to buy online from you know the places that we talk about all the time, um, especially because a lot of those are like I know those people, like I actually just know them, uh, and uh, I want to help support them and stuff like that. But you know, there are there are some instances where it works out okay. Like I'm looking at a Pelican M205 white resin chrome trim fountain pen for a hundred pounds. Like, yeah, yeah, that's doable, totally doable, right. hundred pounds. But a lot of the time, it doesn't work out that way. And I actually would prefer to support some of the American online retailers that we have and that we work with because yeah, for sure, I think that those guys and girls are actually they do a better job and uh, they do things in the right way. Uh, yeah. But we'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take a look at Penfriend next time I'm in town and, and see what they've got. I'll take a look at it, at least to get some ink, because I don't really like to buy ink um, from over, overseas, because I, I feel like there's such a risk. Oh, yeah. You know? Totally. Um, but yeah, I'll try, I'll try it out. Well, cool. We, we expect a, por- a report back uh, sometime in the new year. Cool. 
All right, we got another. Uh, we got an. Inter- I got an interesting email in the inbox, um, and I don't have it up, so I can't say her name because I can't remember it right now. But she sent me an email saying, "Hey, I have two friends. These two guys that do a YouTube video series called Pen Talk. Pen Talk with Tony and Santi." And I was like, I-, I get a lot of emails. Sometimes I, you know, I don't blow everything off but you know sometimes i'm just like uh well yeah okay let me check out your thing so i went and uh looked at this and it's actually pretty cool these two guys looks like high school students and let me let me stop this before i start (laughs) blaring it (laughs) in the ears um they go through they have like this three episodes now i think and they talk for about 30 or 40 minutes each episode and they're talking about just like the regular everyday pins and she said it would make their Christmas this would be a wonderful Christmas present if I could talk about them on the Pen Attic podcast and shoot them a link out so there you go Tony and Santi we're going to put the link in the show notes which you can find at relay.fm slash pen attic slash 133 and we'll send everyone your way to check out um if you have some time to kill check out these guys do some pin reviews it's it's uh it's pretty good they're young guys so it's, it's pretty funny uh watching them go to town on this stuff but um they know their stuff and they they get into it a bunch so um definitely check those out if you have a few minutes to spare and merry christmas guys hey this is cool i like this it is cool it's totally cool so hopefully they'll do more i think the last one was like a month or two ago um so, you know, hopefully this will uh, give them an incentive to uh, to keep doing it and, um, you know, keep putting that content out there. And if guys, if you make a new video, send it my way so I can see it and I'll link to it and uh, I'd be happy to. So uh, very good job. One more bit of follow up from last week's episode. We talked about pin spotting in public and we got uh, we got a bunch of feedback, got a bunch of email feedback, a bunch of Twitter feedback. And uh, here's a couple of them. Uh, Kim lives in uh, Budapest, Hungary, and she said, here's some feedback on spotting fellow pen addicts. She says, I live in Budapest and can't help but wonder whether I'm the only Hobonichi planner owner in this city. I see lots of moleskins and reasonably reasonably good gel ink pens in coffee shops of Budapest, but no fountain pens at all, which is surprising. And thanks for the great show. If not for the Pen Addict Podcast, I wouldn't order Hobonichi in the first place or go back to using fountain pens. So I think that was the general consensus in all of the pen spotting emails I got that it's still all of us pen addicts really don't see our compatriots out in the wild, if you will. They're there, maybe hidden in the shadows a little bit. But still, we got lots of work to do to get, to infiltrate the mainstream and, you know, get awesome paper and awesome pens in people's hands. And that's what we're efforting to do. Right, mm-hmm. Mike? Yep. There's nothing stopping us. Right, right. So our, our favorite pilot, uh, Jimmy Reeks, uh, he, he gave the, the, the pilot, um, the airline pilot um, take. He said, all the pilots I know fall into four pen camps, cross century, pilot G2, Uni Sino 207, Zebra F301, and free hotel pins. <laughs> so that sounds about right. And uh, I all, we haven't done a um, pin blog of the week in a while. And we'll make this unofficial, official pin blog of the week. Jimmy started a new website called uh, pinsandplanes.com. So you can check that out. We'll have the link in the show notes. And he did a great review on the Pilot Elite, which... I have to apologize to Jimmy. Um, 
that's what got him started down this path of fountain pens. He won that on a giveaway I did. That was a fountain pen giveaway, fountain pen day giveaway I did huh. on the pen addict. And he won and he reviewed that pen and he didn't have any fountain pens before uh, owning a Pilot Metropolitan like a month or two ago. And now I think he has a few fountain pens and he's gone off the deep end in a quick, fast pace. So, and he decided to blog about it, which is even better for all of us. So we can all, we can all see the pen in action. What a and, beauty uh, that is. It's wow. a really neat pen, isn't it? Yeah, very really much. Really neat pen. Very much. So uh, I was I was happy to be able to uh, to give that one away. So I I love it. I don't even have one of those. I'm gonna have to get one of those one day. So it's pretty cool. And check out pensandplanes.com. This week's episode of the Pen Addict is brought to you by Lynda.com, an easy and affordable way to help individuals and organizations learn. With Lynda.com, you get access to a growing library of hundreds of thousands of high-quality, well-produced video tutorials that can help you learn something new. Lynda works directly with people that are experts in their field. Sometimes creators of specific software or hardware products that you're actually making that they're actually making the videos about. So you're going to make sure that you get the very best person to help you learn. All of their courses are broken down into bite-sized those chunks this allows you to jump in and jump out at your own pace and you can really kind of learn when you want and wherever you want as well because they're great apps for iphone ipad and android that puts the power of lynda.com in your hands for just 25 dollars a month you get unlimited access to lynda's courses and it was something that I wanted to highlight this week, actually. Lynda.com released a video uh, on their Vimeo page. They do this from time to time to give people a taste of the service and it's actually with uh Unofficial friend of the show, <laughs> Mr. Aaron Draplin, and he has an incredible video which I just devoured about creating a logo. And it's like a 15, 16 minute video. And it's just him talking about like how he goes about his like his process and like it shows some of him like actually doing design. It shows some of his office. He talks about what it's like to be like a, a freelancer and it is fantastic. This is an actual video that was and is a lynda.com course video. Um, and they have so much more incredible stuff there. So if you want to get a kind of a an idea just to see how great these videos are and the type of content that lynda.com puts out, you should go and watch it. And I'll put a link in the show notes to that video as well so you can go watch it there. But lynda.com subscribers can watch it at lynda.com as well as many, many, many more videos on all types of courses. If for some crazy reason you haven't yet tried out lynda.com, now is the time to sign up as we have a special extended 10-day free trial for listeners of this show. Visit lynda.com com slash penaddict to sign up. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash penaddict. Thanks so much to Linda for the continued support of this show. So that video was hypnotic. Oh, I could... It was unfortunate because I looked and they, they, this is the only one of these they have so far. And, and I hope that Linda make more of them because I was just like blown away. Yeah, I I could watch that over and over again. And it's it's mostly watching Aaron go through Photoshop and just like talk out his design as he's as he's clicking and like the way he works. It's like I said, it's hypnotic. I just watched it. I was just like my eyes were bugged out. I don't even know if I blinked. Um, it was a very cool video, and I had a bunch of a uh, bunch of people send me that link, uh, yeah, including Mikey Mikey Reak in the uh, in the chat room. I'm gonna have a, give him a shout out because yeah, he's the one that sent me the link. But Mikey, we got a bunch Mikey of those. sent it to me too. Yeah, he's it's good super like good. It's super good, and everyone should uh, check that out. And then, if you want to learn how to have those mad skills that Aaron has, you you got to check out Linda because that's what they do. They help you. Uh, they help you do that. They do indeed. Mm-hmm. I know we've we've threatened this a bunch of times, 
but we need to get him on the show. Yeah, we do. We do. And I'll, I'll and I'll I'll do I'll I'll do the editing necessary. <laughs> yeah, because we got to let him go. You can't you can't uh, can't restrict you can't, him. Yeah, you but can't I would love him to, at all. I would love to have him on this show. Okay, I will effort that. I'm gonna uh, scribble scribble right now. Effort, Aaron Draplin. That's a term that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, to effort something. It's uh, not a common term, and okay. it's probably not the exact use, but um, it's, uh, I'm going to effort, make an effort to get him on. So uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. It's, it's certainly not a proper English uh, usage, I don't think. So, um, and, and Mikey's asking in the, uh, in the chat room, did we see his TED Talk? Yes, I've seen the TED Talk. It, it's super good. And, I have um, not seen that. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. And they, they do like a behind-the-scenes one, too, where they... Uh, they don't just straight up do the talk. They do like the the lead up to the talk and the, some of the after, um, some of the after after talk notes, you know, behind the scenes type of stuff. So it's it's good. Um, so definitely we'll put we'll put that in the show notes there. Um, um, the links are are popping up fiercely in the chat room. So we've gone what all this time now, Michael? Good twenty twenty five minutes, and we haven't even mentioned what we're going to talk about today. Which people are, are, are probably wondering, um, because they've been clamoring for it for weeks, if not months, and that's the bag and backpack episode. Yes. So. Yes. We, we being me and Michael, um, aside from pen addiction, uh, I don't I don't know how deep Mike's bag addiction runs, but I know it's there. But once I put the show notes together for this episode, I realized how big of a problem I have. Because I finally just had to cut myself off <laughs> with all the bags that I wanted to talk about and all the brands that I like and all the brands that I don't have that I want to try. So I'm going to go through. Can I, I, I can I set this up? Yeah, go ahead. Um, because this episode came about because I wanted a new bag. Mm-hmm. Um, like I currently... Uh, own a North Face backpack called the Surge. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've used for years now. Actually, that thing mm-hmm. has been a real trooper. Like all weather, it's fantastic. Like I've had uh, once I had a banana explode in there. That was a terrible mm-hmm. day, and yes, uh, day. it contained everything within the pocket that the banana exploded in. <laughs> even though that took a long time to clean out. Ugh. Uh, when I say exploded, I like forgot it was in there for a couple of days, and then oh lord, yeah, it, it was bad, man. It was oh, it was so anyway. Um, but I have some back issues. Um, it's been getting worse. I mean, you know, whatever I'm dealing with it. Um, but carrying a backpack around like this was causing me some issues. I think, uh, especially because because it's so big and it's got so many pockets, it's full of crap, like just with nothing extra in it. So I just take everything that I think I'm taking out. The bag's super heavy because it's just full of stuff, like little things, little bits and bobs. So I wanted a new bag. And plus I wanted a new bag that was more sort of focused around me going out and doing some work and stuff like that. Right. So something to throw a laptop in, maybe a couple of small notebooks, uh, maybe a charger and a couple of cables and leave it at that. So I kind of had spoken about it on Connected. Asked for a bunch of uh, recommendations. Got some recommendations in. Check some out. Did the girlfriend test. Right. What do you What mm-hmm. do you like the look of? And I have bought one. Um. And, and I'll talk about that in a bit. 
So your transition and the things that you talk about and what you want in a backpack are the same transition I've had over the past probably 10 years. Um, being in the IT field, I use the backpack similar to like what you're talking about with your, uh, with your North, North face. I use like one of those big computer bags that's heavy. It's got a jillion pockets, um, can fit all the laptop and the cables and, you know, anything I needed to do my job. If I had to travel to do something, you know, whatever. And it ends up just becoming this black hole of crap and it's so heavy and it's miserable to carry. And I finally realized I didn't need this big, huge, wonky bag to be an efficient carrier of stuff. I needed something more slimmed down and just carry the essentials and be made better and be able to carry it better and be more comfortable and be nicer and even more durable than one of those just big honking computer backpacks. And y'all all know the ones that I'm talking about, like from Targus or Victorinox or some, those are some of the big brands you see in just those computer bags. Those are just misery. Those are like carrying cinder blocks on your back. And I've gone through a lot of bags over the years uh, from messenger bags to standard backpacks and day packs. And we'll talk about a bunch of these, but I've, I've like Mike, we've both settled on kind of the best work bag that I've found. And that's the Topo Designs dome paper mountain briefcase yep that's what i got yep so i have version one of it um which is kind of the the chocolate brown with the blue interior and mike has the version two um of it and i i want you to go first mike because i've talked about mine a bunch and i'm going to talk more specifically about it um but we've covered it my feelings for the bag a little bit and, and i'll cover why i carry it and why i choose to carry it but you're only recently got this. So I'm going to hear like why you settled on this. And really, if you're liking it, I don't, I don't even know if for sure you like it. I mean, you've only had it a week or two, you know, maybe you hate it. So I, the, tell me about, tell me about why you like that bag or don't like that bag. One of the things that, that I like about, uh, the Chad Dome version, um, is it has some, some slight modifications that are quite, I think quite important. For example, it has leather on the bottom and on the sides. Mm -hmm. Now, considering this is made of the same Cordura, uh, like uh, Cordura material that uh, our favorite pen cases are made out of, mm -hmm. um, having a waterproof bottom is quite a smart thing, I think. Because if, if I put that down on public transport, it could suck up some liquid or something, you know? Right. So a, a leather bottom is good for that, I think, and, and I'm happy. Did, does your version have a leather Yes. Yeah. I think really the, the only difference between yours and mine, I think, is in color. I don't think there's any design differences, really. Okay. Because I think that the, the standard Turbo ones don't have that lever on the bottom. They do not. They're all canvas, all, all nylon. Yep. So it's good. That, you know, I like that because I, I took a look at all of the styles, too, you know, just on, on the Topo site, just to make sure that I was happy with the color configuration, like it was the best one. Because I, mean, I love the, the, the sort of the... the um, by burgundy and blue right really really cool so it does look it looks incredible um and i like that it has the cordura material because i was able to put some badges on it mm -hmm. um, oh for sure and, and that was quite a fun little thing because i have the you know you collect up these little pin badges going to conferences and stuff so where do i put mm -hmm. them well now i have somewhere to put a couple mm -hmm. which is kind of nice um it doesn't have a lot of pockets 
Mm-hmm. Uh, some are just like this. For example, it has inside the main compartment. It has a laptop sleeve, which is which has like a Velcro strap on it, which you can sort of you can you know keep your laptop from falling around. Uh, it has a little zip compartment, um, and then it has one compartment for some notebooks, and then three uh, little pen compartments. Then it has a one large zip pocket on the front. Now, that's it's not a lot of pockets, and there was part of me that was like, oh, there's not a lot of pockets in this, but that's actually exactly what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for something that was going to restrain the amount of stuff I was carrying around, and not having a lot of like pockets to put something in and forget about it is actually exactly what I need. Um, you know, because if otherwise I would just fill loads of crap again, which was the whole point right. of me looking for a new bag in the first place. Um, it's super light. Like, it's really light. It's n- lovely to carry it around. Like, even when I put, like, my laptop in it and stuff, like my MacBook Pro, it still doesn't feel very heavy. And I like that there's multiple different ways the bag can be carried. You can carry it like a briefcase. You can carry it like a messenger bag or a backpack. Like, that is amazing. Like, yeah. I love it. Uh, I don't like the handles and the strap, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the messenger strap? Yeah. Or the backpack strap? The messenger strap. Right, agreed. So I don't use the messenger strap at all. So I do. I, I, mine's removed. Right. So what do you use? Is the handles and the backpack straps? Yep. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll try that out. But I do like the messenger strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the idea of having one. I just don't like the actual one that it has. So what I'm yes. probably going to do is try and find like a leather strap and replace yes, it. it. It's a non-padded strap. Exactly. For the the messenger carry. The the backpack straps are padded. Um and the handles are handles um but the messenger strap is not padded and i don't like i've just discovered over the years that i don't like carrying it carrying bags messenger style it's just kind of become not something i enjoy um i don't feel you know like as secure with the bag and you know it 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 moves around swims around too much um in in my space so i i've stopped carrying uh, any messenger style bags including the strap for the for this bag yeah, see, Messenger's quite new for me. I haven't had a Messenger bag in maybe five years, so I think that's why mm-hmm. I'm using it like that a little bit more. Um, but the handles, like they, sh- I feel like they should be padded in some way. Mm. Um, and so what I really want, and if anybody can point me to somewhere which is good for this, like a replacement Messenger bag, and I would like something to... You know how you can get those, those handles where uh, you have like like a little... Maybe like a sleeve or something that goes around them and you can kind of Velcro them together? Sure, yeah, like a snap or a Velcro, sure. Yeah, something like that, and I will then put it on here to make the mm-hmm. handles more comfortable to hold. That mm-hmm. They're my only gripes, it's just that the straps could be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bag overall is just superb. I'm so happy. It makes it actually makes me happy, which is quite weird in its own little <laughs> way. Like, I love using it. I really, really love using it. Like, it, I could not recommend it enough. Like, yeah, it has some foibles. Nothing's perfect. Uh, but just overall, this thing is just superb. It's exactly yeah, so, what I was looking for. So I found like this is the perfect bag for me for work. Like this isn't an overnight or a day trip or a weekender type bag. This is a work bag. I mean, I I actually have used it to like because you can. I mean, you can't put a lot of stuff in it, but I've been able to have like throw like a t shirt, uh, some fresh underpants, and some mm-hmm. small toiletries Whoa. in it. You know. And I yeah. and I have been able to use it for an overnight bag, but you kind of just have to be super uh, sparse of what you're what you're taking. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the feature, right? I mean, you can't overdo this bag, and which is good. You know, you have to be aware of what you're looking for and what you're trying to use it for. So I, mine, I use it for work five days a week. Um, it carries my work laptop, uh, some notebooks, some pen cases, some pens, uh, small set of headphones, small set of cables, and I think that's about it. And, you know, I carry it single strap backpack style or in the briefcase handles, which they don't bother me. Um, like, I don't need any extra padding for that, but I'm also not carrying it like super long distances either. Um, and if I did, I'd, I'd throw on the backpack straps. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, I, I echo everything that you said. I love the bag. It's my favorite bag I own right now. But it's also I don't use it for bigger stuff or for overnight stuff. Um, like you're saying, I actually. There was a couple bags that I thought, um, you know, I might use like in combination work and be able to use it to take on a trip. You know, like if I go see my parents, even though I'm not flying, you know, if, but if I'm in a car and then going to stay at their house for a week and, you know, I want to carry some extra things that I wouldn't normally carry for work. And that bag doesn't cut it for that. So I, I use... I basically have three bags in my bag rotation, if you can imagine that, um, you know, I am a bag addict, I guess, too, um, looking at these show notes. So I have another bag that I use for, like, air travel, and it's called the A-Lite Designs Shifter, and a few years ago, someone on Twitter pointed this bag out to me. I was like, that is a beautiful awesome bag and I didn't buy it at the time and he kept pinging me when it'd go on sale because they put them on sale uh, quite often and I, I just never needed it at the time I've got plenty of other bags um and you know just like another pen the last thing I need is another pen but I still need another pen right so I eventually broke down and bought this bag um this fall to take to Portland to the XOXO I bought it specifically knowing I don't I don't fly very much but I knew I needed a little bit bigger bag to carry some more things. Like I wanted to be able to put a jacket in there, you know, if I needed it, you know, I needed a bag that I could stuff some stuff in and this bag worked awesome. It's got a, uh, it's got a big zip open top where you can really pack things in. Um, It's got a great handle on the front side of the bag, which I love that um, just for quick moving around and carrying it around, Um, you know, moving it place to place, like in the room or just picking it up from, you know, short distances. Um, it's got a great, two great front pockets on the inside. It's got the easy access to the laptop on the side of the bag. And it's super durable, super comfortable. Um, and they're really, in the grand scheme of bags, they're pretty inexpensive. And they put them on sale all the time. I mean, I think they're on, they're, they run out of stock, a lot of color. So if you ever see a color from A-Lite, like I missed the color that I wanted the most. Um, they go out of stock like really quick. And then you just have to wait for the next ones to come out. Um, so they're pretty low on stock right now. But it's a bag to keep an eye on. And it's something I like. And it's not one you hear about very much. And um, so, yeah, that's that's something that I wouldn't want to, you know, carry on the train for you, Mike, and go in or just carrying around town. It's not like a day pack. It's a little bit bigger, but it's a great travel bag. And I'm super, super happy with it um, for that. But it doesn't get a lot of use for me otherwise, like during the week or throughout the months when I'm at home, it stays in the closet. So, you know, you have to decide if you know, want to spend money on something that's not going to be like, you know, used super frequently. 
Um, I actually use the a smaller day pack for like day excursions. Like we live an hour and a half from Atlanta. If we're going to go to Atlanta and walk around the city or whatever, and I want to carry a bag or a backpack, I kind of have a medium range backpack that I use, and it's called the Patagonia Yerba backpack. Um, the model I have is several years old, and I haven't really found anything better. Um, the new model looks a little bit different from the one that I carry in that some of the zippers are in a different placement and the pocket in the front doesn't look the same. So I can't vouch for the new model Yerba, but I love the old model Yerba and it's a smaller, it's literally what I would say is a day pack. It's, you know, let me put my bottle of water, my notebook, maybe a lightweight jacket, maybe some snacks, um, you know, and, you know, a few pens and just some things you want to carry, like if you're with your family too, and you know, everyone, you know, you have two or three water bottles and, and things like that. So, you know, those are the kind of the three bags I roll through. I have the Topo mountain briefcase. That's my work bag and that stays set. And then I have a bigger travel backpack. That's the A-Lite design shifter. And then I have an around town day pack. If I just want to, you know, throw some things in and go. That's the Patagonia Yerba backpack. So am I overkilling this? I'm sure by far I have a lot of overkill on this. And and we're going to talk about, you know, moving things between bags and, and things like that. Do I have, you know, are each of these bags set up differently? Do I have similar items, you know, in between them? And then I also want to talk about some other bags that I've used and don't really use anymore. And some of them are kind of a surprise. So I definitely want to talk about those things. But uh, I think we should talk about some things we can maybe put in our backpack if we're if we're going around. Mike, what do you think? That's perfect. This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Art Snacks. Art Snacks is your monthly serving of the best art supplies. These guys and gals are constantly searching the globe to find interesting and cool art materials to send you every month. It's like recurring Christmas for pen addicts. Once you subscribe to Art Snacks every month, they deliver four to five unique and high-quality art supplies right to your door. These items have all undergone rigorous testing from art professionals to ensure they meet the highest standards that Art Snacks sets for themselves. And each box comes with a little card that explains each item in detail and details all of its best uses as well i really like that card it's a nice touch it was able when i i have had many art snacks boxes and when i get them i can like open them up and i can take a look at the little card and read what each of the things does and what it's best for um, which i really love and they also include some candy in all the boxes which is good for me being in the uk because i get to try all these weird little american candies now it's a nice little way to to broaden my mind to different sweets too art snacks is a great way for you to broaden your horizons a little and expand your pen addiction into new and exciting areas i now have some great tools in my arsenal i have some great pencils some brush pens some like double tipped pens uh, I have some erasers and sharpness as well, all because of Art Snacks. And it's also a great gift for the artistic person in your life. Perfect for the holiday season. They offer month to month as well as yearly subscriptions. No contracts and you can cancel anytime. It's plain and simple. Art Snacks send you cool stuff to draw with. So go sign up right now at artsnacks.co. Whilst you're there, you can also check out their previous boxes to give you an idea of what you'll be getting. And I bet you're going to love it. Thank you so much to Art Snacks for supporting this show and Relay of them. 
That right there is an Art Snacks box. <laughs> that is an Art Snacks box. And it's my first ever Art Snacks box. And it's the December Art Snacks box. And I've opened the box up, but there's um, they do a nice job of wrapping up some of the stuff. So I haven't even unwrapped Yeah, they put it in yet. nice, like, uh, crepe paper. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this month, this month's candy is a candy cane for Christmas. So I have, a, I have a candy cane for that. But the, like you mentioned, the card that comes with it. That's one of the coolest things because not even I'm familiar with some of the uh, products that they send. So it's great to uh, to be able to get a description of each product. And this month is a Pentallic set of six drawing pencils, which what it is, it's a range of um, uh, lead grades in a six pencil set. And it comes in a nice little tin. Um, it contains one of each of 2H, HB, 2B, 4B, 6B, and 8B. Uh, lead so you can get a wide range of uh, graphite shades when you're drawing. Um, it's got a Faber-Castell colored kneadable eraser, which I have a neat little pink eraser and it comes in a neat little case. And there is a Posca paint marker. That must be what's in this little guy right here. So let me open this up. This is, this is I'm sure this is thrilling for all the listeners, but I wanted to wanted to save it. Ooh, that's probably loud and annoying, isn't it? I like the sound effects that are occurring right now. <laughs> Ding! Oh, where'd they go? Oh, yeah, so these Posca, it's... I've never owned a Posca before. I've always wanted one. But uh, Poscos are some of the uh, the best, like, art markers uh, around. I know a lot of um, big projects and installations use the Poscas just because of, of the quality that they are. It's a This one's a, a paint marker. And then it also comes with a Prismacolor Premier Illustration Marker, which I've never used. And this one is really intriguing. Um, let me open it up. Ooh. It's like a, a, a plastic tip pen, which you know, you guys know I like that style of pen, like an art drawing pen. Um, so it's really cool. And it also comes with a very cool Art Snacks snick sticker. <laughs> yeah, every, every box has a sticker in too, which is cool. So you can, yeah. you can stick that right on your laptop. Brad. So this this will be going on the laptop. It's uh, Their logo is great. It's a, it's a pencil twisted into a pretzel shape, um, like a snack. So it's just absolutely spot on, wonderful. Um, Lee at Art Snacks does a great job putting all this together. And you, you really should check it out at uh, artsnacks.co. So um, a huge fan. And uh, we will be talking more about these guys because they do a great job. Thanks, Art Snacks. So uh, I wanted to ask you about bag switching because you mentioned yeah. you have a few different bags here. Yeah. Like, do you have equipment in all of them constantly, or are you always moving things around bag to bag? It's a tough question. A little bit of both. So I have a fourth bag <laughs> that <laughs> that has a permanent loadout in it, but I'm gonna stop doing that. So that's the only bag I keep loaded separately. Otherwise, I will move things from bag to bag if I need them. So I don't have all the bags loaded out. The other bags I just talked about are empty right now, except for one. But it's going on the chopping block, and that's the Topo Rover Pack. That's that red and blue um, backpack that you'll probably, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen me post it a few times. And it's that bag actually made me buy the A-Lite Shifter because the Topo Rover Pack has ended up being too small for what I need to use it for. And it's become redundant with the Patagonia Yerba backpack, which I prefer over it. But I do keep the stuff that I carry when I go to Atlanta to go to Knock 
and visit the shop, like my keys and specific notebooks and some product stuff. That's always been my knock shop bag. So when I go to Atlanta, I'll just grab that bag because I know like my shop keys are in it and I'm not going to lose them. So that's the only bag I kept separate things in. But I think that bag is going on the chopping block and I think I'm going to sell it. And I have a bunch of bags that I'm probably going to sell. As I went through this, I was like, man, I've got all these bags just sitting here. Some of them are brand new, like the Topo Rover. It's just ended up being too small of a bag. It doesn't fit the need for when I it, it would fit the day pack need just for, you know, like a day trip, but I prefer the Patagonia Yerba backpack. It doesn't fit the longer term trip bag, like if I was going out of town for a week and wanted more stuff. So the A-Lite shifter has actually replaced that. The Rover pack's not big enough for that. So it's kind of not getting used right now, and it's a beautiful bag. It's just not for me. Um, so yeah, that kind of sort, does that kind of sort of answer your question? Um, I don't really except for this one bag I keep um some stuff when I go to uh knock so you know I don't so I make sure I don't forget certain things I need to bring every time I go there like keys so I can get in. Yep. So do you do that you just you switch between um your other bags are empty and if you need to you swap into them whatever you need. You bet. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely do that too. I don't Although I'm any. starting to well, I am considering a basic kind of uh, set of things that I want to always have in in my in my topo bag. Like I'm mm-hmm. thinking about grabbing um, a uh, MacBook, like a MagSafe charger to throw in there. Sure. In there, um, it's just a couple of little bits, you know, that that I'm constantly having to like pick up or unplug or grab or something like that from somewhere else, and I want to be able to just have them all in in one place. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And what I do is. Uh... I keep like a little zip pouch well, with all like the specific things like iPhone charger and, you know, um, glasses, cleaning cloth and headphones that I can just grab that bag and move that little pouch, more like a pouch and move that pouch from bag to bag. So, yeah. Um, Let me talk about a couple other bags that I own and have owned and currently own and don't use anymore. Um, One bag that I love but I don't have a great use case for it. Topo makes one called the Sling Bag, which isn't even on their site anymore, but it seems to be still available through Huckberry maybe, um, which is where I got mine. First one, it's a single strap backpack. And it, it's like in the day pack style where it's just an open zipper, you know, open pouch in the front with a, a few little pin slots and pockets on the inside. It, it's a very simple bag but it doesn't fit a laptop like it would fit an iPad in it. Um, that's one bag I want to use more, but it just doesn't quite fit what I need um, right now, but it's an awesome bag. And actually I would recommend that bag over something like the Rover pack just because it's a more unique design. And if you find that it fits in your, uh, in your carry arsenal and if you need 10 bags, like I do, um, that's a good one to have. The messenger bag I used for years, Mike, is the Timbuktu Deluxe messenger bag racing stripe. I put, I have a Flickr image of it that we'll have in the show notes. This is a fantastic messenger bag. Timbuktu makes really, really good stuff, in my opinion. They're always very durable. I've never had like a um, any physical problems with the Timbuktu stuff. They um, actually enjoyed every Timbuktu bag I've owned I've just always found another bag that's done it better 
and I got out of the, this is the last messenger bag I've owned. Um, I've owned it for years and years and years, and I haven't used it in years and years and years, so I probably just need to sell it, um, because it's still in great shape. Um, their, their bags hold up extremely well. I'm just not a messenger bag guy anymore. I don't like it, um, slinging around on my shoulder and moving around so much, and it's a pretty big bag. This is the medium size one I have, and it can get pretty heavy and loaded out, so I prefer having the backpack strap. Um, there's also the Timbuktu Shotwell, which I've used. That was my computer bag for a while. But the, the Patagonia Yerba backpack is, is better in comparison. Um, one of the worst bags I've ever purchased, which this was kind of a, a fluke purchase. I was like, oh, I could use this. I need this. And it's been a bag that I haven't used at all just because it's way overkill for what I need. It's called the Chrome Falcon. Chrome Industries makes killer backpacks and killer bags. Um, they're really focused in the cycling world, um, you know, for like... Um, bike commuters you know they make a lot of bike computer spe commuter specific bags and the one i have is really made for that and i don't use it for that it's got like a waterproof um section on the interior um so the bags kind of split into like into half like vertical halves with one is kind of got a waterproof section and then one's for like your laptop and other things like that it's just a monstrous heavy it's the heaviest backpack i own mm. And therefore, it doesn't, it's not really useful for anything but like serious hardcore travel and something that would just be beat and destroyed. This is a very Portland, Seattle, San Francisco bag for bike commuters. They would probably lo love it. It doesn't work for me. It's just too big and bulky. On the complete opposite side of the spectrum of big and bulky is the Nomadic Wise Walker, which I've had that bag from Jet Pins for probably five or six years now and it's the exact opposite of the chrome falcon it's lightweight and actually almost too small for my back um which is probably it's why i don't wear it as much because it's actually a little small and there's so many pockets in it that you almost get lost you can have too many pockets right yeah. <laughs> you can be you can overkill on the organization by far and the nomadic is great quality and great styling but it's too small for me. Uh, you and I are about the same size. We're both around six feet. It's, it looks a little bit small on a back my size. Like I let my kids use that bag sometimes just because it's, it's light enough and it's not overly big for them. And, um, yeah, those are kind of some of the bags I own. And I threw my old, uh, I found a pic old picture of my old Targus computer bag. Those are the worst bags in creation, but everyone knows what those look like, right? You see those wandering through town, through the airport. I, I, I feel sorry for anyone carrying like the old style computer bags because they are so heavy. I mean, I guess they protect, you know, your computer and everything, but have, have you ever carried one of like the traditional made for computer laptop bags, Mike? I don't think so. I mean, yeah. well, mine, mine. It depends what you mean by that, really. But my, my well, North Face has a has a specific computer compartment. Well, yeah, no, all my bags like have the computer compartments, like the the Topo and the um, you yeah. know, Patagonia. But I'm talking about companies that make like, specifically market them oh, as computer bags. No, like you can tell the difference when you see them, and they're just they're really massively heavy and uncomfortable and uh just not an awesome not an awesome thing so um so that's that's what i have and believe it or not i want more mike <laughs> of course you do <laughs> of course there's you wouldn't be an addict 
unless you had everything you need right in front of you and still wanted more, right? Exactly. So, I mean, that's pretty much the definition of an addict. And there's, I had to stop the wish list. I limited it to three (laughs) because I could have had like probably six or eight here pretty easy. And there's one bag that I put at the top of the wish list. I don't know if I'll ever get it, but everyone raves about it that has it. And that's the Tom Ben Synapse. Um, Tom Ben makes awesome products. I've had one of their small, uh, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was really a notebook cover. It wasn't really a bag. But they're super high quality, um, made in, in Seattle. They have... S- they do great, great work with their products. Every I've never heard a negative word about a Tom Ben bag. Yeah, I know so many people that have Tom Ben bags. I'm so intrigued by all the little bits you can add into them. Yeah, the so that's... Accessories, you know? So that's kind of held me back from that because I don't want that, right? right? I don't need all of that. I don't need to load out my bag even further. And I don't love the exterior designs of them. They're very plain and straightforward. They look great. And actually like the insides of the bag where you can get some, you can kind of build your own and put all the materials together. That's what I would have to do is just kind of put all the materials together that I want, like the necessarily the stock ones. But, you know, it's more about using it than how it looks. And from everything I've read, using these Tom Ben bags is amazing. And they last forever. Um, and they're just really, really high quality. And I put some links for the show notes. They do some really cool stuff on their blog. They do a video where they go, like the some of the people that work there go through the bags that they carry. So that's really neat to see. Um, always like checking that out. So that's one. Uh, something from Tom Ben would probably be my next purchase, I would think. But that's Hackett has the smart Alec. Or uh-huh. At least he did the last time that we were in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I was so jealous of it. Yeah, that's a cool bag. Um, Smart Alec. He had a bunch of the things as well, like what do they call them? Like the, I think they call it like the Freudian slip or something. Yeah, funny. You know, what like all the little accessories that they have that you can slide into their bags, and it adds like different pockets and Velcro straps and and all that cool stuff. Yeah, they do some great great names too. They have the brain bag, and they just came out with the parental unit, which is a diaper bag that Casey List needs to look into. Mm. Um. You know, they, they, they have fun and, but they take their bag making like super seriously and, um, it's a great, great product. And, um, that if the next, I won't say it's the next bag I buy, cause Lord knows I don't need to purchase another bag, but it might be a Tom Ben. Um, cause they're, I, I just want to experience like the full, one of the large backpacks for myself. Cause I've had the little small, um, carrying case for notebooks in the past. When I bought my A-Lite shifter, it was down between two bags. It was either, I was either getting the A-Lite shifter or I was getting the Clutterworks Clutter Flip, which is a really old school design from a a very popular company called Clutterworks. Um, I think they're in Montana, based in Montana here in the U.S. Um, It's just a really great design bag. Thought it didn't quite have the size or capacity that I wanted for travel. I didn't want another day bag. I wanted uh, like a week long bag where I could stuff lots of things in. You know, not to, not to travel with as far as like all of your clothes and like be your you know live out of your the bag bag, but just more stuff that I would need for a longer time frame away from home. 
Um, I love the shape and design and the colors of all the uh, clutter flips. So um, that's another one that's on my radar. I'll probably never own it, but I stare at it a lot, um, especially the uh, the teal blue one. It's a it's a really really cool looking bag. And then the last one is Inside Line Equipment. They have really been on my radar here recently. Um, they're very much like Chrome Industries and like uh, Mission Workshop, if people are familiar with those brands. They make a very cycling-friendly bag, um, but they also make like photo bags and different uh, packable things like you were talking about, Mike, with the Tom Ben, the different accessories that get built into it. And I just think their designs really speak to me. It's a very basic, clean lines um, type of bag, but has a lot going on. Looks like you can do a lot of things. And um, I don't know if that's one that's been intriguing me for a while. So actually, that's one I'd be curious if any listeners have any experience with inside line equipment. One bag company I left off, which I will probably get some emails on. So I'm going to go ahead and cover it now is GoRuck. Are you familiar with those bags, Mike? Of course I am. They're awesome looking. And I would totally get one, but I don't... I don't know that they would do anything different from what I have now. I'd rather get like the Tom Ben uh, Synapse next. Uh, I've almost put the GoRuck in my cart several times. Like over the holidays, they had some deals on them. I was like, man, I should get one of these because they're so well-loved and amazingly durable from what everyone says. And I could just never pull the trigger. I didn't know if it was different enough from what the bags I have now um, are and what I use it. And, you know, they're pretty expensive. Like, I mean, a lot of these bags are expensive. The Tom Ben and the Clutterworks are, you know, they're all creeping up around 200 bucks each and the inside line is 200 plus. And to say that some of these inside line bags, like that transit backpack is just mm -hmm. a stunning piece of beauty. Yeah. They're, I'm really intrigued with what they're doing. Um, it, it, it really looks amazing, but you know, you get down to, I, I'm pretty happy with the ones that I have, and I'm already not using a whole stack of bags. Um, so I need to sell those bags, I'm, I'm guessing, because I'm just not using them. Um, it's hard to part with some of them. But um, GoRucks, I mean, GoRucks should definitely be on this list, and a lot of people swear by them and love by, love them. Um, but I'm not doing any rucking. I'm not going on any GoRuck challenges anytime soon which is a really awesome event. And I know our friend Patrick Roan uh, participates in some of that. So I haven't found the need to where that the GoRuck bag would fit in replacing anything that I'm currently using. So that's kind of that's kind of my bag story. Um, if you can't tell, I, I like bags a lot. I like backpacks a lot. Um, Jeff and I's common bond, aside from pin cases, is backpacks. Um, we talk about them. We, uh, if... You can get in real trouble looking at some of the Japanese sites that, you know, we didn't mention a single one here, but I, we have bought a couple uh, samples just to check out what some of these uh, companies uh, in the Far East are doing. They're doing some really unique stuff. Um, you can lose hours of your time just searching those companies and seeing how different they are from some of the things that, you know, we talked about here today. So yeah, I, ha I have a pretty big bag and backpack problem um if you couldn't tell <laughs> so mike what what do you think do i have a backpack addiction well it's not what i wouldn't have expected like everything you've said i'm kind of like yep yep sounds like brad 
<laughs> so yeah. I have I have problems, is what you're saying. I just it's have. not like you've surprised me with the fact that you're as obsessed with this stuff as you are many of the other things that you're obsessed with. Yeah, yeah. So it's just one of those things, man. I I love a good backpack design, and that gets me. I mean, that's you know the pen designs intrigue me. Bag and backpack designs intrigue me. You know, yeah. um. Yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. I have a little bit of a sneaker fetish too. I love sneaker design. I don't have a big shoe collection um or anything, but I really like some of the crazy unique shoe designs. I just I like those type of designs. Those are the type of things that really speak to me. So anyway, I think that's our I think that's our bag episode that everyone uh has been clamoring for. So I hope that I hope that answered uh some questions about what I use and what Mike uses um for what you guys were uh you know wanting out of this episode. But if if not, definitely get in touch and uh why don't you tell them how to do that, Mike? You want to find the show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash one three three. You'll find a button there where you can click a link to send us an email as well. Um, or you can hit us up on Twitter. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and Brad is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Penatic Podcast. Please support our sponsors for this week, lynda.com and artsnacks.co. Great guys and girls over there helping us make this show for you every week. If you want to listen to the show live, please go to relay.fm slash live and check the schedule that's on that page. You can click the link to go to the schedule to find out when the show records. We've got some interesting scheduling stuff over the next couple of weeks with the holidays looming. Um, So you want to make sure you're keeping an eye on that too. You can even add that calendar to your own Google Calendar so you'll know when everything is streaming live. Yeah, can I make a quick note on that? Can I interrupt you? You, plan, you please should can maybe. so next week's episode that we're going to release on monday night we're recording this thursday exactly. so all you all you live chat rumors um you know pay attention to that schedule because we're going to go live on thursday but um if you're not in the chat room you're not going to hear it till monday indeed and so, we have a we have a cool episode i'm just going to tease it i'm just going to tell you right now it's going to be a fun episode mike doesn't even know all the details yet oh my you're going to spring a surprise guest on me again no, no, no guess. Okay. Just me me and you in a long, serious conversation. Oh my. I, I just I don't know if anybody's ever known that, but there have been times where I've shown up for this recording and there's a guest that I didn't know about. <laughs> that has that, happened. I, I will admit that that has been the case uh, once or three times or so. <laughs> <laughs> like, was, oh, that there is our guest for today. Yep, there's our guest for today, Mr. <laughs> Tyler. He just appeared out of the blue. There's your special guest. (laughs) (laughs) Right on cue. How incredible is that? Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next time. Bye-bye. Bye.